Hi, and welcome to Traditional Medicine Podcast. I'm your host, Carl Levick. In today's episode, we're continuing that conversation we had about best practices for working with Indigenous healers and their communities. And we talked last episode about the importance of having a business that represents that tradition that is good for that community. And we really kind of talked about how worker-owned, community-owned projects are going to be the way to do that. Now, you can start your project uh, in a more conventional structure, conventional business structure, but eventually once it is doing well, you really have to convert that over to this kind of business because it's going to ensure the safety of everyone, the tradition, but also yourself. So in today's episode, we're going to talk about the consequences for entering into these traditions, entering into these projects without the right intentions or without the right kind of discipline that you need to make the right decisions. And we're going to go over that in today's episode. If this is the first time that you're tuning into this podcast, let me tell you a little bit about what you can expect to hear. In this podcast, we talk all things Amazonian and high Andean Kiro healing of Peru. For over nine years, I've been volunteering for various healers, and for more than half of that time, I have spent it with Amazonian healers and Kiro healers of Peru. This podcast is really about me distilling all that experience, all that knowledge, so that you can feel closer to these traditions. And as always, if you're looking for authentic traditional indigenous healing, look no further. Check out traditionalmedicinemiami.com. We work on a very special project with the Kiro community to connect their world-renowned healers with the people who need them. So whether you're looking to alleviate anxiety, depression, addiction urges, or maybe you're just looking to improve and grow, whether it's in your career or personal life, check out some of our plans. And if there's anything we can do, go ahead and reach out to us. We'll be happy to connect you. All right, so let's get started with today's episode. Like like I mentioned, it's so important that you focus on, yes, making that project succeed. If you're the one that has to fund things, if you're the one that has to put in the work, if you're, I mean, you may have to put a lot of work in because, again, these communities don't have that kind of privilege. They don't have the financial privilege, and sometimes they don't have that educational privilege that we may have. So, a lot of times we have to put in that side, but think about it. They're putting all of their wisdom um, into the project, which most of us can never even get to. I mean, how advanced they are is is really mind-blowing. So everyone has their role to play in this, and it's not easy for either side to do this, but together we could really do some really incredible things. But again, at the end of the day, it really has to become a democratic workplace so that it is not in conflict with the tradition and their values so that that way we can preserve this tradition and these medicines and these communities and maintain them in optimal health. All right. So let's talk about if you say, well, Cara, I, you know, I don't care what you're saying. What you're saying is some hippie dream. I'm going to do whatever I want. And trust me, I see it all the time. You know, you see somebody get it healed and they're like, whoa, and their eyes turn into like dollar signs and they're like, oh, right, I'm going to start building a center now, you know, and I'm going to be the boss of everything. And they kind of, you know, it's so weird because they're kind of like these weird, you know, farm owners back in the days where, uh, you know, they had haciendas and, and things like that. And th these big macho dudes walking around with big boots and like, ooh, I'm the big guy here and, and whatnot. I mean, it's just like so cliche and cringy. This is how they feel. 
they feel this way. And it's because they're building from a place that's empty, right? There's an emptiness inside of them. That, that's why it's so important that you walk these traditions and resolve a lot of the problems before you step into leadership positions, because if you're creating from that emptiness, then you're going to really, really mess up the entire thing. And, um, and so what happens when you mess up everything? What does messing up things mean? I've seen people, oh gosh, mess up in all kinds of ways. They're not treating staff right. They're not being fair with staff. They're not even being fair sometimes with clients. They're not being transparent with clients. Oh, they're using it as their own dating hub. They're, you know, just, I mean, you name it. It's just like things that just aren't really too too cool, right? Um, and it sucks <laughs> when when we see that because because at the end of the day, those centers are healing people, right? Because they have very good healers. And if they only did things right, right, ethically and had some, you know, good virtues, right? Being honest, um, you know, not not like, you know, doing weird things with your center, like dating people and, and doing, you know, bringing in drama like that into the center. I mean, all these things. And it's not their fault. They're just immature. And I say that in a way that is like, they need to be nurtured, right? They need to be nurtured. They don't need to be leading. It's a beautiful thing when you are learning in these traditions, when you're a child, when you are the apprentice, when you're walking around or sweeping the floors, because you're not having to, <laughs> you're not having to lead at that point, you know, and you're still being nurtured and you're still in this kind of position where it's nice. It's nice to be the kid, right? Because one day when you have to step into that position, that day is 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 going to be a really big one, but you don't want to step into that place prematurely. So what happens when these people step into these places, when they try to grow up too quickly, they're not getting all of the energy, all of that time to mature that they need. And it's not their fault that they are kind of messing things up. They just don't know any better. But here's the thing. When you put together centers or or businesses where it's a top-down organization where it's hierarchical, where no one can tell you anything, how can we help you, right? How can we help you if we can't tell you anything, if we can't influence any of the decisions there? Because you're just going to say, well, oh, too bad. Well, that's just the way it is. And I've heard it many times in centers. And it doesn't end well. It never ends well. Another thing that I see in, in centers, sometimes I see people that don't want to do the diets, that don't want to learn. They don't want to learn humility. They don't want to respect the medicine, right? And we do things in a very cer certain kind of way. I'll give you an example. I had a, a healer that's very close to my heart. He's very close to my heart. And, and he calls me because he was having a problem where he was. And... Uh, and the first thing I asked is, because he's an Amazonian healer, I said, well, what did ayahuasca tell you to do? Because I understand the culture. I understand that tradition. I, I get that. So I'm always on that page with them. And the healer said, Mother, uh, ayahuasca told me to talk to you. And he had called me at 
you know, like 3 a.m. after ceremony, as soon as he was done with his ceremony, he was on the phone with me. So we respect these medicine. We respect these sacred beings. We respect everything about it. And there's some people that don't. There's some people that don't care to learn, don't care to be on that page. And let me tell you something, it just doesn't work. I remember when I was in an ayahuasca ceremony and I was talking to ayahuasca and ayahuasca said, and this was early on when I was beginning to volunteer. And she said, Cara, one day you're going to have to pick a tradition because you can't keep volunteering and being at the on the outskirts of this whole operation. And I was at the time I was just I was uh, doing translations. I was facilitating ceremonies. I was teaching English at the village. And I was like, wow, I'm not even doing anything really. And she's telling me that I have to learn these traditions. And I was like, really? She's like, yes, because you are an extension of this group. You are of this group. What is asked of you is this, Cara, you are asked to understand this side well, like it's like it's your second home. You have to understand these traditions and, and be able to uh, navigate it like an expert, just like them. All right. And you're also being asked to navigate your own world, right? And and continue to live on that side because you have to become a bridge. But in order for you to do that, you need to be fluent in both worlds. Um, and I really, I understood that. And, uh, and, and it really kind of took me some time to, to figure out my next steps. But eventually, I began to learn and I began first with the Amazonian and then uh, and then now I am really kind of focusing in on the high Andean Kiro tradition. When you are a part of this world, right, you are on that same path as those healers because you are there. You're a part of that group. And so that has to be your mission now, your mission to heal people, your mission to do right by Mother Earth, your mission to do the work of the divine in people's lives. That's what you're doing. Even if you're just cooking, even if you're just cleaning, even if you're, you're, you're still a part of this, right? So you have to be prepared to heal anything that gets in the way of you doing your job. You have to be prepared to walk that path of power. And you have to understand this world. Because if you don't, there's going to be consequences. And it's not just going to be consequences you're going to have to deal with. It's going to be consequences everyone around you is also going to have to deal with too. So I want to tell you the story of a cook, not an ayahuasca cook, a food cook. And this cook was in a center that I knew. And I talked to this cook, right? And I began to hear that he was being inappropriate with guests. So there was something that he needed to heal and I knew right away that he would be in the best of hands because he works at an ayahuasca center with the best ayahuasca healers around. And I said to him, I said, why don't you just drink ayahuasca? You know that we have the medicines. Why don't you do it? And this person did not want to do it. He did not want to face himself and grow. And that was really... Uh, one of the downfalls of that particular center that that person was not willing to be on that same page, right? In order to be on that road to power, you need to be willing to heal whatever gets in the way of you 
um, not being that instrument, right? Not being that person you need to be in order for this group to move together, right? So anytime anyone bucks things, it isn't going to be good. It's not going to be good for anyone. It wasn't good for that person and it wasn't good for the entire uh, place. So it's it's really important that everybody is on the same page, right? Because you're kind of like a tribe. You're moving together. You're you're a community. And being uh, of the same mind is, is important, especially when it comes to values, especially when it comes to what you respect in these healing uh, traditions. But as an owner, if this is something that you want to do, you're going to have to do it for the right reasons. This has to be a path you need to walk. And it's not an easy one. A lot of us have to walk it because we have no choice. This is part of our path, right? If we don't if we don't walk this path, then we get yanked out from this world because we're not we're not going we're not uh achieving what we were meant to achieve here. So, uh, you know, it's it's like the divine kind of GPS is you out of here and and tries to recoordinate that path for you. And it, and it's not the only reason why people get yanked out, of course. There's other things that, you know, other reasons. But this is one of them for healers. Uh, particularly, some of them require that journey in order to sustain themselves because this is what they came to do. But, um, but for people that want to be helpful, and, and that's fine. This is for everybody, right? These are healing modalities and knowledge that is of this world. It is for this planet. It is for the children of this planet. It isn't just for one group of people. This is not the case. And for people that think otherwise, I think most people are out of these traditions. They don't understand what is happening. And when I mean they don't know what's happening is they're not communicating. They're not they're not in ceremony. They're not monitoring what the energetics of our reality are right now. They don't understand what is happening energetically. They don't understand, uh, for example, what these uh, particular healers, what these lineages have been told by sacred mountains or, or sacred, uh, you know, plants or Mother Earth to do. They have their own roles to play here on Earth. They have also incarnated for a particular reason, and they play their role. So. It is something that is much bigger. If you are not a part of these traditions and you don't understand what is happening, you have to respect that. But if you decide that you want to be a part of it, then again, you have to commit to a path of growth. You have to be prepared to identify uh, things as soon as they are a problem. So as soon as it's something that is hurtful, harmful to you or someone else, you should really right away seek to grow. And also you need to have respect for these traditions. Uh, you need to want to humble yourself. You need to be willing to sweep the floors for as long as you need to. You need to have enough satisfaction just being a part of this project. You cannot gain that satisfaction from, oh, I'm going to make all of this money and I'm going to be like, you know, this is going to be, I'm going to be taken care of. I'm going to be the rich little kid here. And, the, you know, this isn't, this isn't the path to grow. And if you're not on that path to grow, you're going to get bitter medicine. And I haven't talked about bitter medicine, but our entire reason for being here is to refine our energies and to get to the next level. 
So sometimes when we are not going the right path, and this could be all kinds of reasons why this could be there was a complication, an energetic complication that you didn't know about. So what happens? You're going to get bitter medicine to try to show you, hey, it's here in this area that we need to look at. Sometimes, uh, you know, all kinds of different reasons why we get bitter medicine. But one of the ways that I see people constantly get bitter medicine, and what does bitter medicine mean? People are, uh, businesses are failing, uh, you know, they're getting sick. I mean, all kinds of different things happen when you're not on the right path. And, and I've seen that happen, right, to all kinds of owners that are not running things ethically. And it may not catch up to you the first year, the second year, the third year, fourth, fifth, but you're going to see it faster than you want to see it. Again, you would have been better off having a hot dog shop somewhere in New York City. Maybe that wouldn't have been as as dramatic. But again, when you're in this space, you have signed up for walking that path of power. And again, if you don't walk it right, if your team does not walk this right, if your organization does not walk this right, it is a matter of time before someone gets hit with some serious uh, bitter medicine and you're going to have to take that and then hopefully then react. But I've seen healers not be able to drink ayahuasca because sometimes, you know, healers, uh, center owners, uh, anyone can walk out of this path. Anyone can walk off the right path at any time. And I've seen that happen with with other healers. We see that happen, right? In the Amazon, uh, things like this. And, and, you know, so I've seen that happen. And when the Kiro and I were, were talking about, you know, if we were talking about if something, if it was right to share this knowledge, this wisdom with with people outside the culture, and if it was okay for people outside the culture to to learn and to heal, they said we were talking, and it was basically like, if it weren't okay, we would have gotten sick, right? And it goes back to what we are saying. It's like if you don't walk that path and you have signed up for this then again you're something's going to happen you're going to have bitter medicine because again you're not you're not meeting your duties so this happens to uh this happens to owners of these centers and things like that and the sad part is that everyone has to learn that lesson it's not just that owner it's the entire community it it disrupts everything and it's just a shame now before i wrap things up i want to share with you one last story about someone who wanted to invest in a project with the Kiro. And I um, was told by this person, hey, can you can you pass the message on? And I'm really excited and all kinds of stuff. And, you know, I'll find money and, I, you know, the business plan and all kinds of stuff. And I said, listen, I'm not, I'm not, I just sweep the floors around here, but I could tell them for you is if that's what you want. And they said, yes, yes. So I tell the Kiro and we do a coca reading. This is what I love about the Kiro. So we do a coca reading to see if it's a good idea to work with this person to see what is going on. And immediately they're like, no, the Apus, Mother Earth, Sacred Mountains, they're not, they're, they're saying hard pass on this person. And uh, and what they're saying, too, is like they have a lot of energetic complications, a lot of things that they need to work out. Um, but if if they do, if they want to clear those things out and then they 
enter into the tradition to see what it's about and they're, if they're willing to learn and, and time passes, then we'll check again and see what Mother Earth and the Sacred Mountains say then after that time has passed. And I thought, wow, how great, you know, because this person was really selling me on the idea that he was really, you know, very much in on this and really excited about it. And I thought, well, how nice. Now he has, he he got a no, but he got a way to continue if this is really something that he wanted to do. So I tell this person, and uh, and I said, yeah, whenever you're ready, I'll be happy to kind of coordinate things. And they wanted this person to go and heal to Peru. This wasn't like remote work. He really needed to go over there and they needed to do some work. Um, and I said, yeah, isn't it great? Like you'll be able to heal. And and uh, and this person was just like BSing me around <laughs> like just and I'm like, wow, uh, never called back to schedule a time to heal or to do this or nothing, nothing. It stopped right there. As soon as they did that, it stopped everything. And I thought, how weird, you know, people are so strange. And, uh, and, but I like that the Kiro did that because it ensures that, that they're always moving the right way and that, um, and that everything is being protected. And I really, I really enjoy that aspect of how they, how they handled that and uh and you know in the amazon people are able to consult with the ayahuasca whether something's right or wrong but again i just feel like they're always somewhat vulnerable because of this financial thing but um but anyway so i just wanted to share that with you and you know if you're really serious about working with these healers again be prepared to heal be prepared to learn before you get into all of this and and Really, if you want to make money, so many more ways to do it. Exporting, I hear, is really cool. And like, you know, but you really got to be about this if this is what you want to do. It cannot be about the money. It can't be about anything else. And you have to understand how these things work. Do not impose very strange, you know, don't try to, you know, make this somehow your uh, richy rich mansion playground. You know, it's not that kind of thing. You have to respect that. If not, you're going to get a heavy, heavy dose of bitter medicine. And it's not because you're being punished. It's because when you're stepping into this, you're saying, I want to grow. And boy, are you going to grow. It's it's a whole other thing. So just be very careful. Be very careful and consult with healers. Consult with people to help guide you to ensure you're always on the right path. I always check to see if I'm on the right path. And so you you always want to see, hey, how am I doing? Can we check to see how everything is? It's really important you also do that. So that's the way to do it. Uh, so yeah, that's the end of today's episode. Thank you so much for tuning in. I hope that you got something out of this. I hope that you considered something new, maybe that you didn't consider before. And if you're on Instagram, we are Traditional Medicine Miami. We'd love to make some new friends, see what you're doing on the weekend. And also we have uh, a website, traditionalmedicinemiami.com. And we partner up with the Kiro, like I mentioned, to uh, connect their world-renowned healers with the people who need them. So if there's anything that you need, if you have any questions, go ahead, feel free to reach out to us anytime. Thanks again for hanging out. I hope you're having a great day or night, wherever you may be, and that we have uh, another chance to hang out again soon.